Whew. I would hunt you down, brother. <laughs> I would hunt you down. But man, I'm I'm happy that you was able to get your son out of this situation, and he's um, you say he's a respectful um respectful um man. I'm going going forward. Um, what what is the uh, work that you do? The um, because you said that you had to start your own business, right? Uh-huh. So 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 my company's called Parker's World. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You guys who are watching this right now, you can Google this company up. Uh-huh. It's called Parker's World. Parker's what World. we what, what we used to do at first, I used to do moving. I used to do moving, and mm-hmm. uh, I still do snow removal. But then we just switched from not doing moving and doing any of delivery just to junk removal. So now I have like I have there people another like older black men. Mm-hmm. So, oh, you'll never get a pass to get get garbage. You'll never get a permit. And I sit here before you. I got a garbage permit. Nice, congratulations. Permit, That's what's up. Everything. How so, long it took you to get? Um, I just got I just got all my valid permits uh-huh. last year. Okay. So it was good to get all the permits, but I was still already going up to the transfer stations. They mm-hmm. were still already me letting me go, and letting me do my thing. Mm-hmm. So it was just it was just putting that that ring on my business mm-hmm. for say. How making a little gym. How hard was it to get into that? Um, I just I just stuck with it. It wasn't that hard. Uh-huh. It was more just me being persistent, me sticking with it every day. Because at first, when I first started my business, you know, it takes time. You know what I mean? I think the first thing because I used to work, I used to be a teamster. I got a CDL too. I used to be a teamster. So so the first time I got a delivery was like, oh, go up to Boston with this ring for four hundred dollars. I was like, wow, four five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Go to Boston, I can make this in a day. I won't go around the corner for five hundred dollars. Word up! Word yeah. up! I won't go around the corner for that. But the thing, but the thing is, at that time, I was like, "Wow, I can go make five hundred dollars." I get it. I get and it. And I could just go make this trip, and then wow! And that from that day on, I never looked back. Mm-hmm. And and I ran other type of businesses before because I've been in other type of things, and it was just changing my mind state to mm-hmm. think like, okay, well. Then it came to snowplow trucks. I bought my first snowplow truck. And I was like, okay, more you're going to buy the snowplow truck? And I'm like, I don't know. And I tell myself, well, if it was something else, you would have bought it. Or if it was for this type of business right, that you right, used right. to do, you would have bought it. So you're not going to buy it. You're not serious. So I would buy it mm-hmm. to get myself in that proper mind state. Also, you force yourself to be um, serious about what you're doing. Serious about it. To be yeah. like, oh, you know, I wouldn't take myself serious. Like, I oh, like you're that. just talking, Morgan. Let's go get this. That's how I think. I like. I like. Sometimes I just throw down the investment and just say, "Let's just do it." Let's just do it. You Let's have to be it. like that. You mm-hmm. have to. You have to. You have to. You have to invest in yourself because at the end of the day, it, what's better as a as a man to put your own spoon to your own mouth? Exactly. Because if you're not putting your own, I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I'm not knocking anybody for whatever opportunities because to be able to work a job mm-hmm. is definitely a talent. It's just not a strong talent that I possess. Exactly. It's not my strongest talent, but it's a talent to get up every day and go to work and do all those things. Mm-hmm. It's a talent in itself. Right. But, but for me, I, I any way that I like to go do stuff, I'd rather just put my own spoon to my own mouth because I don't want anybody else to ever stop my food to tell mm-hmm. me when I'm eating and when I can't eat. So when the last time you was in a um, when you had the, when someone else ran your, let's just say, ran your check, when someone else wrote that, Sign that name at the bottom of your check. When, when was the last time that happened? That's probably six years ago. Six. Okay. Only time, only time that I do anything like that is I do a partnership. 
Mm-hmm. So if I'm coming to a business and we do something like a snowplow, right? right For right. instance, I used to do snow contract that I had all the chase locations mm-hmm. uh, all in the city, right? So I'll, I'll contract and do like a chase location. That's more of a partnership. Uh, if, if I sub on a contract or right now I do the snowplow, but I have a contract with the dude to go do snowplow. Other than my own personal properties, I do for like $100 an hour. But I'll contract because I'm coming with my own machine. Mm-hmm. So when I'm coming in, I'm coming with my own stuff. Now we can negotiate. Right. Other than that, if I don't have anything to negotiate about, you're just going to tell me what I can have. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, what I get I what can you're eat, saying, what you can eat. What I can eat. So is that, that that's not going to work for me. So and I, I hire a lot of black, I hire a lot of brothers too all the time, man, to come come in and go do the junk removal or whatever. All the time. All the time. So I, you, you do give out those opportunities. All so. the time. So all yeah, I am. You give out opportunities, yo. Y'all looking for something, make sure y'all check my man out. We'll make sure you get your information at the end of the podcast. Um, so um junk removal is the, uh is your primary um business at this um, moment then? Yeah, junk removal and also and also on some real estate. Okay. So I got some real estate down in North. It's a okay. three family house. Uh-huh. I do I rent out the top two floor and I Airbnb on the first okay. floor. Okay. So um how do you um how does a brother like just say a brother who uh let's just say Regular brother, he ain't got no money, okay. Uh huh. He trying to get in, right? All right. He know he know he could do it. He's trying to get in. How? Do you, what do you tell that brother? To get get in which one? Get into real estate. Oh, get into real estate. Yeah. I would tell him. You need to save a little bit of money. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is, so what is his cat like? What is what? Uh, what should he come in on? Like what? What should his mindset be when he starts? You know, like what are these things that he should be looking forward to um to seeing when he do, when he is in the um, business? When he's in the business. Okay, what what I what I would what I would tell a brother, depending on because there's a lot of different types of real estate deals that you can do. It's mm-hmm. a lot of different things you can do out here. Yeah. Some some a lot of things consist of you just having a decent credit score. Maybe maybe even starting out like a six forty. Mm-hmm. Because the FHA, FHA loan is about three and a half. Mm-hmm. So you gotta put three and a half down. So if it's on about two hundred thousand dollars, you're looking at about seven thousand mm. dollars. Even if you get a three family, you get a three family, maybe three hundred thousand yeah. dollars. You're looking for that that three and a half down. So mm. you're looking for about like uh maybe ten and ten and a half to put down. Mm-hmm. And they probably want you to have about seven thousand dollars in your bank account mm-hmm. about that. And they just want to make sure that you probably make about thirty five thousand dollars a year. And that and that's just to start to get the person in the game. Okay. But it's okay, worth so to work be on in the game. work on your credit score first. Work on your credit score. Uh-huh. Um work on saving. Mm-hmm. Whatever whatever that is, I'm always like I'm always I'm always big on saving. That you know that not not as 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 us as a people not to not to not to wear our money. Mm-hmm. To put that money up, to make the sacrifices proper to put money up. Exactly. Because for money, money is a tool and money will only get you more money. Right. Like for instance, putting putting what I put into the house or whatever else I put in the house. Now the house every month pays for itself, and I go pick up a profit from the house every month. Right, and it's not you know it's not even whatever along what I'm doing my junk removal. So it just makes my life easier because mm-hmm. I'm just going to pick up a check here. I'm going to go do this junk removal, and that's you know that's top tier stuff. So it's just just setting it up and aligning everything else. Okay, and, and looking at time and money. Time and money. How, and how money. important um education is. When it comes down to like getting into any of these business um, business ventures, real estate, 
getting into um, junk removal, getting well, into, yeah, how, well, how important is the education? Education is key. Because mm-hmm. one education on one thing always educates you on something else. Now, mm-hmm. Knowledge is infinite. If, you, if, you, if you're knowledgeable about one situation, you can apply that in knowledge to mm-hmm. something else. Like they used to say, you know, you have knowledge, you have knowledge of something, that's good. If you understand it, that's great. But wisdom is the being able to apply that knowledge. Right. You know, you have understanding, mm-hmm. you have knowledge of it, but people have knowledge of a lot of things. Doesn't mean they apply it. Mm-hmm. Having understanding of that knowledge, you understand it, you can apply it. And applying applied knowledge is no greater knowledge than having applied knowledge that mm-hmm. you can apply it to something. And and and, and knowledge is powerful. It's so it, it to be knowledgeable on it, it's it's, it's infinite things that you're gonna do, especially if you're gonna apply it. Right. If you're willing, like you, you say, like you have an investment and you're knowledgeable on something, and you know that means you have wisdom of it. You're willing to, you know, you're willing to put it on the line, just like we're at your podcast right now. This is beautiful. Right. You're willing to put it on the line, and 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 that's what people have to be willing to do. You're willing to apply it. Right. I have knowledge of this stuff. Now, what are you willing to do about it? Mm. And I think that 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 that's the thing. It's getting in that knowledge, that understanding, and having wisdom and and applying that and applying that knowledge. Don't. I think a lot of us have a lot of knowledge of things. But, you know, and we may understand it, but we don't apply it for wisdom. We don't apply that. Right, right, right. I ask, all, I ask this to all my entrepreneurs that come in here. Let's just say I need to find what I'm interested in, what I could do, like what, what, what my purpose is. How do you do that? And then when you do that, when you do find it, okay, how do you find it? And then when you do find it, how do you jump into whatever field how do you find a field that works for you because you're interested in that one particular thing right that's that's interesting that's a that's a passionate question that's a great 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 question i think i think as a business person Mm -hmm. if you're like a true true blue business person you just have to find what 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 might apply to you maybe maybe that person is passionate about being a barber Maybe from being a passionate about a barber, maybe they can grow to be a businessman if they have a business type of mind state mm-hmm. and, and they want to understand and they want to just be more than just a barber, which is all right to just want to be the barber too. I, I, for, for me, and my particular thing is, when I look at a business, I look at a businesses that are not recession proof because mm-hmm. I just look at it for the business purpose of it. I look at real estate as recession proof. People always need a place to live. Right. They're always going to need a place to live. Mm-hmm. Like, I, for instance, the other day I was riding down 46 and I saw somebody that had a business that said we fix instruments. And it was like, yo, I'm like, wow, that's something I would I would never like would open never, a business yeah. to fix instruments because it's not really recession proof. How many people have instruments? But I know that when I'm in a business of garbage. Human beings always produce waste. Right. I, I can. I can. I. I know that they're gonna have waste. They're gonna produce waste every day. They're gonna give me a call even through all this whole pandemic. They produce waste. They need stuff broken down. They need this taken away. Mm. They produce a lot of garbage. Human beings do it. Human beings always need a place to live. So that's that's how I look at things. What is recession proof? Mm. What can a robot cannot take what I'm doing? Right. And a robot is not taking away the the trash. At least right now, right now, right right now. <laughs> <laughs> not now, though. Not yet. <laughs> so though. I look yeah. at that type of situation and I look at real estate. Mm. And the human being always needs somewhere to live. Okay. Okay, so find what's recession-proof. So right now we got fix that credit, save that money, mm-hmm. uh, get the knowledge, get the and knowledge. find out what, find what in 
that you're interested in that is recession proof. That's recession proof for mm-hmm. me. But as well, like right now, now, <coughs> right now, Nork is building up. Like mm-hmm. the whole area right now, they're gentrifying the area. Yeah, I see. Right? So as far as Section 8 is concerned down there, right? The Section 8, the people are working with Section 8, and they're raising it to rates that people really can't afford mm-hmm. at all. Like a, like um, four bedrooms are going for $2,000. Damn. Who can in afford $2,000 in Newark? You understand <laughs> Damn, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I have, I have a four bedroom. I'll let the brother stay up there for $1,500. Mm-hmm. But he has a family. He's a brother like me. So I give it to him at a discount. I have another family up there, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a two-bedroom. I give it to him about $1,000. The mm-hmm. thing goes for $1,300, but, but they are brothers and sisters. They need a place to stay. And if I go by the code, then it's it's no place to stay. Now, if they moved out, it might be a little bit different. Now, I right, right, right. Man, I'm not going <laughs> to act like that. Nah, yeah, yeah. But while I they're still you. in there, I'm going to work with them mm-hmm. and, 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 and make it all right. Because pretty soon, they're building up north. So North, that's a $300,000 home. Those homes are soon to be, they're going to be worth eight hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars $700,000 because everybody's moving at great exodus out of, out of uh, New York. So it's fine in those areas. I had like people who were like business mentors to me too, mm-hmm. who were excellent, who were buying up like when I, before I was even, before my father was born. I mean, these guys are buying up Harlem before Harlem got gentrified. Now right. they own the Brownstones, the Brownstones a million dollars. On Linux Ave, those buildings on Linux Ave, they're worth millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a team right now in my area that's been buying up um places. I wanted to be part of them so badly. But I was I just wasn't ready. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't but yeah, it was You're not you're not yeah. prideful, my brother. I'm not prideful. You're not prideful. <laughs> I was like, I just wasn't ready for nah, it. Nah, I mean? Look at that. But listen, <laughs> you said you're prideful. You're not prideful. That is <laughs> well, not I had prideful. to let that go. I had to be like, all right, man. I can't but, do it. But, it's, my, but guess what? More mm-hmm. opportunities for a brother like yourself, mm-hmm. more opportunities always gonna come for a brother like you. Thank you, sir. Opportunities always gonna open up a door for a brother like you. Because look how you look yeah. look look at your spirit. You got a strong spirit. And you're willing to say, oh, man, this I made a mistake here. People mm. love that. People don't know how far that goes. That, yeah. that the, All the help a lot of people want is just not by being prideful. Right. People don't even understand that. By saying you don't know, it, it, it makes a person want to help you. Right. Like some of my mentors, some of the people that, that helped me out, it's because I didn't act like I knew everything. They would tell me stuff like, Mo, you can do like this and do like that. Let's be quiet and listen. It don't matter if I know a little bit about it. Tell me what you know. Oh, Mark, this is the way you could really make money. This is how you could do like this and do like that. And I would just learn and soak it all up. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the true knowledge. Just saying, hey, listen, you don't know something you don't know. Right. Humility. Because we can't eat pride. Right, that right, pride, right. You can't eat it. You make more money without even having any pride. <laughs> no pride at all because people help you. Oh, that man, he need help. My son need help. We need help. We need this with that. Mm-hmm. People help you, man. I see you mentioned that um, mentors. How did you find them? How did they find you? Like, oh, what happened there? This was this. It, it, two of them was great. Now it was one. His name was Frank Greeno. He passed away. Okay. God bless his soul. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you briefly about him. This guy was from New Orleans, right? Okay. He integrated the army, World War World War Two. Went over there, fought the fought the Germans. He told me stories about how the Germans were coming over infiltrating like where they were at mm-hmm. and that they had American bands on. And this is a story that's untold. What they did is they stationed all the black soldiers in one particular part of where they were, where, where they were the Caucasian Yeah, I remember shoulders. reading that history. Yeah, yeah where they had the, where the American, and they put them all 
in a certain area. So anybody who came over, they knew that they were German because they weren't black. And they, mm-hmm. and they would just get rid of these guys as they came in. So he came from there. He became a butcher over mm-hmm. in Harlem. Came a butcher. When the GIs would come back, he would show them how to do everything else. And you know how the world was as yeah. far as racism. Yeah. It's crazy. He says a Jewish guy met a Jewish guy, helped him out to uh, do some real estate stuff. Earlier on, he was doing real estate deals. He did the real estate deals. Um, and then from there on, he, he never looked back. So when I, I had a mentor like that, when they, when, they, when they buried this guy, I mean, mayor, former mayor David Dinkins came out. The nice. congressman, I mean, is at the end of his life. Wow. He owned the Lennox Terrace over there, across from Lennox Terrace. He owned that whole building over there. Oh, yeah, no, he, owned exactly, home, yeah. he owned the uh, Brownstones. But for me, he'd always like, Mo, we got to go to New Orleans. And I would sit around him all the time. I mean, I did work for him before. I would do work, and that's how I met him. And he would just have so much game. And he, and he loved me so much. And he treated me so, so nice. Even when he died, like I would move his daughter and help, you know, if I could help out or any type of way. But, but, but this man showed me that no matter what it was, that he didn't have any excuse. He dealt with a whole, the racism he dealt with is nothing like the racism that I'm dealing with. Right. His racism, he was getting sprayed and beat and lynched. Mm. You know what I mean? From when he came up and he had no excuses. So who am I to have any excuses? Who am I to fail right now? Right. I can't fail. These guys put too much on the line for me. Too mm. much talking to me. People invested too much time for me. I can't, I can't. I can't be the weak link in the chain. Okay. At all. What do you say to a brother that's looking for a mentor? How do you how does he find them? How or how does brother, he, she, how does they find them? Oh, a mentor. I, I, I guess I guess in a way, it it doesn't have to be formal that the person is your mentor. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a formal thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's about I heard someone the, say this before. Yeah, it's not saying that they're a formal thing of saying you're my mentor. It's 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 them, it's you being humble. And them imparting knowledge on you, mm-hmm. seeing that you're humble and wanting to help you. It comes from their gracious heart, too. Mm-hmm. Mr. Moe, I like that, too. He won the Super Bowl. He's the same way with me. Mm-hmm. You know, with anything, when it comes time to impart stuff, he's always imparting knowledge if he can help me out. Because that's just the way that type of person is. That's the same way that I am. If I see a young LeBron, I'm going to talk to him just to talk to him. If I go to the gym, I'm going to impart knowledge on anybody that steps around me. It doesn't matter. I'm going to, whatever I have to say, I'm going to say it. Whatever's on my spirit, I want to say what's in my spirit. If it can help somebody out, I want to help somebody out. Not because I'm better and I know anything more than them, because I don't. Because right. it's other things that other people know. I learn stuff from children. I'm not better than anybody. I'm not. I'm not like I'm not doing something that other people can't do. It's just that I want to be an inspiration. When That's I, my goal. When I was um looking, um, I didn't. I was one of the kids that wasn't able to find a mentor. I didn't grow up with those privileges, but I did find them in books. Like, so, God bless you, like, you know, so it was like certain books I'll find here and there, a little silly stuff, like help, you know, was himself help books first. And that's, that's how it grew. And I was like, well, if I can learn about this, I could probably learn about something else. And it took a long time for me to get that mindset. It actually almost took me, I think I had to become an adult first before I actually started to be like, well, maybe I should actually learn something. Spent all this time in high school learning nothing, you know? So, um, do you think you can find these mentors and like, like what books have you read? Um, have you, did, did you find mentors in books or, and, and if you did like, like how, was there anything you could suggest that anyone reads or. Oh, wow. That's yeah. interesting. I think, I think, Oh wow. When it comes to books and um, 
books and it's countless books I read. Yeah. I, re- I read Muslim Mosque Incorporated by Malcolm X. Okay. I think he's a great thinker. Right. I think Marcus yeah, Garvey. I, read that. I think Marcus Garvey was Garveyism about mm. having being like have a black business, mm. hiring black people. I think Garveyism a lot of time. I- I- even though I-, I I read it, I think that a lot of that type of thing I probably live it. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as what I do, like mm-hmm. having a black business, hiring other brothers, and being self sustainable. Mm-hmm. So I think some of those things like like, like that it just, it just depends on what you're what you're looking for because there's a lot of other books that I learned things from too and I won't say that they were mentors but I would say that they there's it's knowledge it's it, it's power in all types of books mm. I think a lot of strategy books like Mario Mosh I read Machiavelli I read a lot of things mm. that had a lot of strategy to it too good things Sun Tzu Auto Sun Tzu, War Auto you War, know yeah. a lot of things it's a lot of things that I pulled a lot from. A lot of different people over different times. A lot of things. Some people uh, may be on the more positive side. Other people maybe not as well. You know what I mean? But I've, I've, I've learned from all different types of people, all different types of walks of life. Because I feel like a, knowledge is infinite and you can learn something from anybody. Right. I've like, learned it from all. Like you think um, financially, like you think brothers, especially brothers, how do you how do you help them find like learn finances because we're, it's not something that is known in our culture it's not yet that um how to go over your taxes how to uh, learn how to budget a spreadsheet like like how important is that that you teach these brothers that do come work for you or want to move on to something bigger like how important is that to you it's to important to me you know what i always teach the same lesson about saving mm-hmm. it's the same thing not to wear everything that if you if you're making money, if you truly want to pay yourself, is the same. Mm-hmm. Because saving is the only way to buy your freedom. Yeah. If you don't have any money saved, how how are you ever going to be free? Because at the same time, you're always going to be pressured, mm-hmm. and it might pressure you to do other things that you don't really want to do. The more money that you save up, the less pressured you are to be like, all right, well, this person called me this at my job, and you know, it's just like the disrespect. I can't even deal with this place coming in. It's so toxic. Now, if you need that check every day and you mm-hmm. didn't save anything, you're going to have to come into that toxic place. Mm-hmm. But say that whole time that you were sitting there before it really got super toxic, that you put some racks up. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're leaving, you might be like, you know what? I'm out of here. Yeah. I have this other opportunity over here and I got these racks up anyway. I'm out of here. I'm going to get unemployment. I'll see you some other time. Right. You know, so m- money is power. Money is a tool. It's important to save your money. It's important not to um, um to wear it. A lot of other people get concerned about what other people think of them and and how what what they're dressing and what fashion they have on. They're so over-consumed about that Mm -hmm. rather than being consumed with what's actually in their wallet or actually what they have saved up. Even if you put put $20 up today and you put another $20 the next day, I mean, if you were putting all those 20s together, eventually it's going to amount to something. Exactly. It's just Mm -hmm. putting that, even what you could put away and staying disciplined to it. And cutting your lifestyle down a little bit if you could. I tell brothers that all the time. Why you need a $60 pair of jeans when you can get a $15 pair of jeans if you're trying to save some money. Mm-hmm. Or some people, you know, it, it, it's tough. Or, or like, like I used to like to smoke a lot of weed and stuff like that. that but it's expensive. That is it's expensive. Like, it's expensive. I stopped smoking weed maybe uh, a little bit after my father died. My father died by me a year and some months, maybe almost going on two years. Mm-hmm. But I don't drink at all. But but even budgeting for weed, because I smoked a lot. 
A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, Right, but I started to know, I mean, it's an expensive habit. It is an expensive habit. expensive habit. You look at it, it's like, damn, wow, I spent $400 during a month on some weed? Imagine if I put that up. If I put that up in 10 months, that would have been $4,000. That's a four grand. It's been a four grand with that $400 I spent. That's not even what the Dutchess and everything else and everything else. It's just certain things. It's like, oh man, well, that's a little bit of a sacrifice. I don't know if I could do, you know, it's making those little sacrifices. But those little sacrifices help your life out in the long run. It's those little minor, little minor twist adjustments. Little minor twists. It's like, okay, well, now I have, then I can do something else. You know what I mean, and that, and 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 and, and that's what I saw too. That's for myself. It's just, it's just saving, 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 because the saving and the saving. You don't even have to know what you're saving for. You don't have to be like, oh man, I'm saving. What are you saving for? I don't know what I'm saving. Oh, when the no. money is all together, I will figure it out. Yeah, because then yeah. I can figure it out when I need to my, figure it out. My friend used to tell me he was like, pay yourself first. Right. He's like, he was like, I don't care what my checks say. I pay myself first, and then I worry about my bills. He was like, because I put that in my pocket, I put that in my savings account. He's like, I get to see those numbers grow, and then I'll go take care of everything else because that's towards my future, and my future's first. Your future's first. Yeah, so, yeah, I can believe in that. So, learn how to do a spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> learn a spreadsheet, yo. Learn the budget. Yeah, right. definitely learn the budget. Learn, learn the budget. Um, So, we're about to run. I, I could pick your brain all day. Though. I could hold you here hostage for a minute. Cat did say you was a very interested person. Yeah, you're excellent, brother. You're excellent yeah, thank brother you very yourself. much. Uh, um, I definitely gonna have we have to do this again. We yeah, definitely have to do this surely. Again. Um, thank you for coming in. Please let everybody know exactly where to find you, what um, what they could get from you and um your your junk business too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm on Instagram at Morg Parks. That's at M O R G P A R K S. Mm-hmm. All right. If you need to email me anything, it's Morg Parks. The same thing at Gmail. <laughs> and if you want to find my company, it's Parker's World. P A R K E R S W O R L D. Hackensack. Hackensack. Guys, thanks for watching. This is the Lovely Important Nazis podcast. This was the Important Series here with Moore Park. We out of this bitch. He's the man. He's the man. <laughs> Thank He's you, the man.